it like it dissolves it? I really don't know, but it made me want to yeah. go grab one. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to have to look that up, dude. Uh, but I feel like that would go right through someone's window. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. It's just an awkward drink. <laughs> you have a stroke uh, to drink this, dude. Yes. <laughs> you got to hold it off to one side. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Put it in a cup, dude. Quit bitching. Put uh, it in the dossier. <laughs> you can put about five in there. Really get pretty, hyped, dude. That would be pretty epic. Yeah. I drink a DOS boot full of coffee. <laughs> be worse than beer, dude. What do you think the worst liquid to drink a DOS boot of would be? Tabasco sauce. <laughs> or like <laughs> I don't know. Vinegar. <laughs> I feel like Jack what's, Daniels would be worse. Yeah, I was gonna say what's the what's the worst real beverage? Something that you could you actually could drink that like, you know, Tabasco's not meant for drinking. Probably Jack Daniels. Yeah. Something like that. Tequila. Like a DOS boot. It's a lot, dude. <laughs> Even something that was non-alcoholic. I've never, like... Like a DOS boot, it's a lot of liquid of something. I've never tried to drink. Or, like, you fill that up with bang, dude. <laughs> Heart just stopped. <laughs> that little, like... Because there'd be at least three that would fit in there, right? Little puddle down there, dude. Two or three. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta slurp that <laughs> every every time you drink. You've got to take a like a, uh, a like slip. a real a real loud slurp. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. Those are that looks like it's got to be about twenty four ounces. Yeah, maybe a little more. Bang sixteen, so you get two in there. About two. Thirty two yeah. ounces, maybe in that boot, probably. I'm sure some people out there are doing that. I wonder if it says on the bottom. This is a blank. Blank boot, got no markings, not even a made in China or anything. So it's just real, dude. pure, dude. Yeah, <laughs> handmade, and that's a prop. Germany from, from beer fest. <laughs> <laughs> they used it. Um. Oh man, what uh, what do we want to talk about today? Any ideas? I feel like a good thing to talk about is because uh, we were just going over our goals, Setting and goals. that's kind of like. We're now coming into um, goal season. Goal season. Goal season is a, is upon us. Yeah. And I put out a post yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know." And by the time this drops, it'll be probably past goal season. Maybe we should drop this out of order. I don't know. But um, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking like everybody waits to even start thinking about their goals until New Year's. But like, I think you should put a little bit more planning into them. And like, I like that we started talking about them today. And that's why when you brought them up, I was like, well, let's just talk about them. Cause um, I think it's a good idea to start thinking about them and put an actual like real amount of thought into them because that's going to kind of at the end of the day, like this is what's going to guide me through 2020. Yeah. So, and I just, I think back to uh, the reason I'm big on goals is because I think back to years when I, just didn't have any. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, I think anyone who finds themselves like bored, not knowing what to do, um, you know, like unmotivated, it's because you don't have, like, you don't know what you're doing all this for. Yep. Right. And, and I remember those times when I was just like, 
why even fucking get out of bed? I know. You know, like, what am I, like, I could just yeah. chill here all day. Yeah. Why not get drunk right now? You yeah. know, like, yep. And, and so that's why I'm like, man, you, like I said earlier, I was like, I want to have, I always want to have that, like, North Star that, gotcha. when things are tough. Yeah. Cause that's what I think they're the best big, for. The big macro. The that's big what macro I think they're goal. best for is like, when things get tough, you're gonna wanna quit. Or or you're gonna wanna like slack off and slow down. Yeah. It's natural. But if you have that, like I can't cause this is what I'm going after. You know, it's like seeing the finish line. You're not just gonna be like, fuck it, I'll just chill over here. Yeah. Like, let me take a seat. Like, no, just go there. Yeah. Where, whereas if someone told you to start running, they're like, You'll hit a finish line eventually. But just believe me, it's there. Just keep going. Yeah. And you don't know what the finish line is. You don't know how far you're running. So you don't know what that will feel like at the end. You don't have anything to guide you. You're just going to give up halfway through. 100%. And that's, yeah. And I think the interesting thing about the macro goal, for me at least, what I always used to, I always used to be like, oh, I'm going to make 100K. I'm going to make 150K or whatever. You know, I put put out these financial goals. But yeah. I feel like the financial goal cannot be the, the most North Star. It can be part of your your bigger scheme of like how you get to your North star. But like, I've started to find that like pure economic, like, Hey, I want to make $5,000 this month. I want to make $10,000 this month. It's not motivating at all. Cause it's really hard to see it when you're within it. Right. Whereas like, you're like, Hey dude, I'm working towards this other thing. Hey, I'm working towards this. I'm working towards that. Like it was interesting. Cause I just recently had a weird moment where I bought a house and that had been a goal of mine for you know, it's pretty much, you know, built into us, our yeah. generation. They're like, oh, you got to get a job and buy a house, have kids. But it was like, that wasn't why I bought a house. is because I had a, some money. I wanted my own place where I could do what I wanted with it. But like, I was, I, we hit the goal. But it was like, I, we celebrated it. But at the same time, I almost got this weird feeling where I was like, I lost one of my North Stars of like a large guiding force of like my financial goals were set around, Hey, I need to make this much money to be able to afford this house. And then all of a sudden we did it. And I was like, now, now I just felt like this weird, like, I don't want to be content with this, but i also don't want like to set another goal. Like, Oh, I'm going to go buy, I have another goal to buy a new house because I don't want a new house. You know? So I felt this, like I felt really content, but at the same time I was confused because I was like, well, now what do I do with this? So now I've just got to aim that into a certain direction. Now I'm like, okay, now all the rest of the money goes to a clinic. Right. Like that's where the money starts to aim towards. So right. it's like you just got to aim your finance, financial goals to something I think that's like will bring you happiness and value and fulfillment. Because like having, dude, having $100,000 in a bank account doesn't really fulfill you that much. You just right. look what, at it. you stare at it all day. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, it's it, like, it almost made me feel worse. Like when I had started having money in an account, cause it was like, well, it's not really earning anything in there. Yeah. It's just sitting there. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it was just an interesting thing to think about. It's like, think about that with like, uh, Gary V. If he ever buys the jets, that's going to be a very strange feeling to him. Mm-hmm. Like almost like I, like I used to under, like I used to not understand when he said like, I don't actually really want to buy the jets. Yeah. I just want to think I want to buy the jets. I used right. to think about that and go bullshit. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, I could actually see where like you don't want to hit the ultimate goal because if you do, then like that's over now. It's like, what do I do now? Type of thing. And yeah. that's, that's sometimes when I'm like, yeah. When people are chasing all this money is I'm like, like 
what do they think is going to happen when they get all that money? Like, you're going to be like, okay. Like, like yeah. kind of like we talked about before, like nothing really changes yeah. in your life. You just have this thing. I know. But you're the same person. So yeah. the the benefit, I think why, why money needs to be a part of it is because like, obviously money gives you that freedom to mm-hmm. and an opportunity to go after things. So yep. it's like you need that money. Like you said, like point. we have, we need money to accomplish our goal of getting a physical space for our business. Right. Yeah. But the goal isn't like we're going to make a million dollars to make a million dollars. Cause yeah. What is the, what does the million dollars get you yeah. at the end of the day is what you need to try to like filter out. Like why, why do you need it? Why did you pick a million of everything? Or like, why did you pick, 10 million like what does 10 million get you versus 1 million and would you be happy at that you know and yeah and why do you need it because i think like that is so common like i want to be a millionaire yeah but like do you even know what it is you want to do with that money and like could you do it with a hundred you know like yeah i always think about that is because i've always been there too like well yeah i I mean that's a good example like you know we could probably open our dream clinic open for like under under half a million easy maybe three quarters of a million for like everything we could ever think of that we needed right so 10 million wouldn't help us that much and like yeah i could buy 10 big box gyms with that or whatever but like do i i don't even want to own 10 big box gyms like i'd rather have one really cool one and then start doing other like side projects off that so so i'd have to think about like hey where you know if if my goal was 10 million like it's going to be a very complicated goal because you know each thing that I want to do is not very expensive. So, but I, yeah, you can't just want to earn money. I started to figure that out. You can't just want to earn money to earn money. Yeah. Maybe like a retirement goal is a good one. Like, Hey, I need a million bucks in my retirement account by the time I turn 55 because I want to retire at 55. That's a good goal because you're, you're tying a financial thing to something that like, Hey, I want to be able to retire and travel the world. Right or travel around the country or just be able to relax and do my hobbies, then mm-hmm. maybe that's a, a, a good way to tie it in. Yeah. But like, I see a lot of people that are just like goal for 2020, hundred K it's like, well, are you going to buy a new car? And that hundred K is going to feel like you're making 50 right? because that car is so expensive yeah. or like, you know, like what, where does that, <laughs> or are you going to hate your life getting to that hundred K? Yeah. You know, I think that yeah. about that too, but also, you know, going back to like accomplishing your goals and things like that is like sometimes that is unmotivating. I feel like, you know, cause you're like, well, I was, I was like, this consumed my day. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to do that. I got to get up early. Yep. Right. Because, and I, and I like that feeling though, yep. you know, like, yeah. I don't, you like going back to Gary Vee is like, I don't almost want that feeling of like, I did everything I wanted to do. What am I even doing? That's why you got to start setting lofty goals. I mean, there's exactly. not, there's a reason why a, a lot of the richest men in the world now are like into space. It's like, how high can you literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah. set your goal? It's like, yeah. oh, I want to, we've accomplished. I mean, a guy like Bezos probably feels like he's accomplished everything on earth that he could possibly accomplish. Like literally everything on earth that he could accomplish. He has all the money to buy anything on this planet that he wants. So now he has to go to a new planet. Yeah. So now he's trying to go to Mars. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that, man. It's but, like, but I think all that stuff is what is where people 
need to like draw the line. Like I love that term, like shoot for the stars. Cause you might land on the moon. But mm-hmm. if you just shoot for the clouds, you're going to land like in a tree. <laughs> yeah. But we were talking about this the other day. Like that was what I would always do. Like, remember I was like, my goal was just to work at Boeing, mm-hmm. you know? Cause that's what everyone told me. <laughs> and it was like, I did it. You know? And yeah. I was like, Shit. Then you got to that goal and were re- that was like one of those instances where it was probably like really like a slap in the face, like way worse than my buying the house because I'm very satisfied with my house. Right. That was almost like my problem where I was like, damn, I'm too satisfied. Now I'm too comfortable. I got the house. Mm-hmm. I'm making decent, like, you know, that enemy of, of great is good kind of thing. Yeah. Good is the enemy of great. Yeah. You know, I started, I started to feel that like, I'm like, Oh dude, I start coasting. Cause I got, you know, Hey, I'm seeing this many people. I'm getting a good paycheck. I yep. got the house I wanted, you know, everything's cushy, but it's like, you got to find a way to push yourself out of that comfort zone. But right. for you with that Boeing thing, it's interesting because like that was a life goal. Oh dude, I'm going to get my four year degree. I spent four years working towards this just to be able to do this and take this stepping stone to get to this position in Boeing. And you get there and you realize. Oh, dude, it's not really what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Like people talk about this as like a life goal is it's going to be fun. Right. They're more talking about like, sweet, man, you got the, you got the Boeing job. Now you better retire. And you're like, well, dude, I'm 40 years away from retiring. Yeah, exactly. What do I do for the next 40 years? Exactly. And like, well, you just put your head down and work and not really it's care like, about it. It's like, shit. I don't want to do spend 40 years of my life doing something I don't like just so that maybe I make it to 65 if I don't die first. And then I get a, <laughs> then I get a live retirement. And who knows, maybe I have two bad knees and I can't freaking walk anymore. It's like, you got to really put that into perspective of like, why is that job the end goal? Like, is it something you really loved and enjoy? Or is it just like, hey, this is a, a, I know it's important to save for retirement, but there's a lot more smart ways to save for retirement. Like, hey, start taking the bus and don't have fancy cars and, you know, get a a less expensive house and put that money in instead of working that dumb job that you hate to do. Yeah. And that's what, like, I've been super happy with. I'm like, you know, I love the balance of it. And who knows, maybe we'll get to the top and I'll be like, dude, I don't want the job the CEO or the you know CFO title that pays a million bucks a year, but um, you know you have to work so much that you don't get to have any fun. Right. Maybe I do like it where I'm at right now, and have to come out. You never know, but you got to try yeah. to you know it's fun to push yourself towards that level. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, but I think also was like the fun is going after it, you know, because yeah. like like the the Boeing example was a goal yeah and it was like yeah you literally just go to four years of school you apply to that job you get it whereas like i think what draws me to like um you know business is that it's freaking it's way harder yeah like you and you have to like continuously get better mm-hmm. and like they're like i love the idea that the market is just the market yeah you know because it's like Boeing and and jobs and college there's so many things that go into it that you can kind of like get babied through like Mm -hmm. if you know somebody um if you pay a little you know like Mm -hmm. it's just it's just so easy to kind of just sift your way in yeah whereas like this type of stuff it's like no you got to actually be good yeah and so that is what pushes me to just always be better Mm -hmm. and that's what I like (laughs) It is. It's more like competition. It's like a sport, man. Mm-hmm. It's like owning a business and operating a business is like is like working on a sport. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And well, it, there's a lot of people who just get in the front door of Boeing and then they just can coast for 40 years. 
Right. They never didn't ever do anything outside their comfort zone. Did never take any steps in any positive directions. Just kind of had what skills they had. They probably learned some skills inherently just by working and learning things, right. hopefully, but didn't do anything like above and beyond and then just retire 40 years later. That sounds like a, like a interesting existence. Well, I always think about the thought that like, and I mean, people can believe whatever they want, but I think like your, your, the goal or the purpose is to reach your potential yeah. or, or pass it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I'm always like, what am I doing now? Do I really believe that's all I'm capable of? Mm-hmm. If yeah, then okay, I guess that's all I do. But I don't believe that. Yeah. So like, I'm always gonna say like, what is that next thing? And, yeah. And I think stuff like that is like, that's not your potential. Like, yeah. You were made for so much more. And the cool thing is, I don't think it's ever too late to try to like go for your potential. You could get to 65 and think you wanted to retire, but if you find a job that you really love to do. Like there's really no point in retiring. Right. There's a lot of you, you know, it's different if like that was your, always your goal was to make all this money, retire, and then you had this plan. But if I feel like if your plan is just to like get to a point where you're going to sit around like that, you're like, oh, I just wish I had some time to read some books. It's like, well, you could do that Take right now. Off. You can yeah. still read books, yeah. uh, you know, but like, you know, you see a lot of people who really get into something they love and they're really good at it. They don't retire until they like physically have to or something like that. And it's not because they're like need money or it's not because, you know, they feel like they need to keep working. It's just they love what they're doing and they don't regret it. They're not like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have worked till I was 75. They're like, dang, I wish I would have worked, could have worked till I was 85. Yeah. You know, I meet a lot of people that are like that. And that's like the always the inspiring thing is like, Why'd you retire? Oh, you know, like had to do it for like for these reasons, you know, family and right. this, this, and this. But I really wish I could have kept working. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that's that's really cool. And someone's like, besides you, the other thing you see is like, I wish I could retire ten years early. Yeah. You know, yeah. not a good position to feel like you're in. No. And I know some people who retired, and it was like. Like, yeah, it's pretty boring, honestly. And Go like, get another job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like, yes, figure something else out. You <clears throat> Go part time. Go volunteer. Go do something. Because I, I feel like the whole thing with like all of these goals that we're trying to set for ourselves is like we're just trying to make our time here worthwhile. Yep. Like we're not just passing days. Yep. At least that's what I want to feel like. I want to leave this place better than I found it, and I want 100%. to make an impact. Mm-hmm. In, in you know. It's like that whole thing, you know, how many people are going to show up to your funeral? You know, I want yep. want people to to feel like I made a positive impact during my life. And the way is to do that is not just by, you know, sitting behind a desk or, you know, not taking chances or yep. exploring the fun things in life, the, the risks and all that stuff. Like, hey, you might get beat down, you might lose, but, you know, as long as you have yourself and you have your your uh, ability to to move on then you're gonna be good exactly and i mean when it comes down to it like all those tough times or whatever are what make the good times good yeah and that's what i you you listen to people on podcasts or whatever that you look up to none of them are like yeah i just went to this four-year school it was pretty fun and uh then I just sat behind a desk and like it was, and then I started this company and yeah, it all, it was like, you love them because they got all these crazy stories. You're like, Whoa, he went through that. You know, like mm-hmm. every single one of them, yeah. they got something. So it's yeah. like, like you're just kind of building 
the story. Yeah. I, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not to say like some of these desk jobs that are boring to us are exciting for other people. So it's like, it's all relative. So I'm not like bashing a, a desk job or a computer job or a business job, whatever, like within a big company. That's not what I'm saying either. It's like, right. if it's got, if it personally excites you, like I know people that are CPAs or financial guys that friggin' love numbers and being CPAs and, and like these projects on Excel spreadsheets of like, Oh, how can we make all this money work? Like then that excites them. Yeah. Like, that just doesn't excite me. But I'm saying it's cool to think about if everyone could be in something that actually excited them. I think the world would be a lot more productive, obviously, because there's a lot of people sitting in jobs they don't like. And so they're underproductive. And mm-hmm. so we don't get things done as efficiently, which impacts the whole, you know, economic system. Yep. And yeah, because then like, like you just take, and I've been there, you take that mindset into everything. Yep. Right. Like I'm going to coast here. I'm going to cut corners here. What else am I going to cut corners on? You know, other handouts am I going to take type of thing? Well, I feel it on a micro level too. When I'm like out super motivated, I'm working out, you know, four or five times a week. I'm also really hammering the business development stuff. I'm also mm-hmm. really hammering the online social media stuff. And like, you can almost bet like right now I've been in a lull just because of the whole house thing. And like, I feel like I came off a big, huge high. I was like, wasn't hammering social media. I looked back and I was like, Oh shit, I haven't posted in a week. And I just like, for, like dropped off. And then like, I was like, Oh, I'm not, haven't been good as at, at the, uh, you know, I've been still seeing a lot of patients, but I haven't been as good as the, at the business development. And I hadn't have not worked out for, you know, a week and a half right now. And I've been doing, I did Turkey bowl and I got too sore to freaking move for three days. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, my wrist, I'm trying to recover that guy so I can actually go do something with my arms. But, um, and I've been doing like, moving and project around the house but i feel like that's different than like a strat like a setup workout right i still don't feel like i worked out even though i got a lot i'm active i'm not super overweight i just didn't get that super set out like hey like this is a plan session so but all those things came together you know and then when i get one back going i usually get all of them back going so i'm back on my business development stuff so now i'm thinking like hey i can work out tomorrow all right let's do that all right let's get my the diet back under control, but you know, it's like the things fall into place and it really, really uh, on a micro level and a macro level, it all works together. If you're doing one thing right, you're doing probably doing most other things, right? But if you're doing one thing half-assed, you're probably doing everything half-assed. Yep. I'd agree with that. And because it's just hard to like, yeah, it's hard to do both. Like you're not going to like go crush a workout and just fucking like not do anything. You're going to be like, yeah. I already tried hard here. Might as well try hard here. Yeah. And you're going to go in lulls. It's just like, how do you manage the lulls? Right. Cause like everything is going to go in, in waves and phases. Like very few people, like maybe Dwayne Johnson, Gary V the top of the top guys. And that's probably what separates them. They can go very, very long periods of time without hitting one of those lulls. And the, under the less successful people probably have more periods of time where they're where they're in one of those lulls and harder for them to recover it back because that's what i've been finding too is like it's a little easier for me to recover my lull back and i'm also more self-aware of it where i I think i used to go probably a month where i was like holy crap like what happened now i'm a lot more self-reflective like i realized like oh i bought a house 
super exciting, but also hit a goal. So I felt like a coast. I was yeah. like, oh, I hit this huge goal. Now I get a coast. Yeah. And some of that's healthy. It's like, yeah, you got to celebrate it. Sometimes right. you need that little bit of downtime. Like we had a lot going on, but then you got to get back into it. But yeah. I feel like the hyper, hyper successful people, they don't, that downtime just doesn't really exist in their minds. Well, I mean, I was thinking about it yesterday. Think about like, like over the decade, how much of that was that downtime and that lull that you spent, you mm-hmm. know, maybe it was three weeks a year. Yeah. You know, that's 30 weeks, yeah. which is like over six months Yeah, where if they didn't do that, like that's six months of not only extra work and three weeks is, is, is a low. Yeah. I would say most people are probably in a lull. Like in Washington, people go in a lull Three for the whole winter. Yeah. Six, six months out of a year. I mean, you're talking about five years out of your 10 years. <laughs> yeah. It might even be worse than that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some people like, it's sad to think about, but some people like have a good, a sparse, like good week sprinkled into a bunch of like mediocre weeks. And not only can you count that work, but it's like the transition cost too. Mm-hmm. Because... Like we all know, if you work for a year straight, you got, you know, progressively better versus if you worked one month on one month off, you know, like you just didn't get anywhere. Mm -hmm. You worked, but you didn't get anywhere. So like they're, they're also continuously compounding. Yeah. And that's what I see. And that's what I was trying to tell people at the end of this month or this month is like, don't, don't just shut off and give up. Yeah. Because now then you have to start all over again. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. For sure. No, that's true. I mean, like you go take off a summer doing something, take off a summer and then come back. It takes you a month to ramp up. I mean, like think about coming back to, from a vacation for two weeks, came back from a home. It took me like a week and a half to get back going a right. year. So I lost, you know, not only the two weeks, but the, you know, week and a half after you almost lose a month there. Right. Moving through that. So it's like. Yeah, you got you got to keep momentum rolling somehow, mm-hmm. and that's why it's nice to have you know you as an accountability partner in that. Like, even though I was like cruising, I'm st- we still had our, our Sunday meeting. We still do certain things that keep things on the like the burner on at least on low, keeping things warm, and then we can accelerate it back up instead of just like going completely off the grid and trying to work back up from there. Yeah. Well, and you know, the way I see it too, when it comes to like downtime or whatever is I think of like, what are like out of the ordinary events, you know, like versus, okay, you know, you, you do this every month type of thing yeah. or, or it's like, okay, you, you're, you're going to do this every year. So you got to figure this out. Yeah. Like, you know, like the honeymoon things, like hopefully that's the only one you ever, you ever do. Yeah. So it's like, that's cool. Yeah. And you know the house, like, not gonna be buying one every every month or so. So it's cool, but hopefully ten years. Yeah, but when I see people like, you know, you see some people, it's like, yeah, I just had it off week or blah blah blah, and it's like, yeah, but you do this every other week, you know. So <laughs> it's or, not an off week now. It's like you should call your good weeks an on week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or like the holidays, it's like, yeah, you know, these you know, it's like a six or seven week period. Yeah. And it's like you know this comes up every year. So instead of like just shutting it all down, we gotta figure out how to like enjoy the holidays. Yeah. And then like con like 
flip the switch. That's how I see it. Yeah, it really is. And not, yeah, not letting things just get wildly off, off course. Mm -hmm. Like I could have, I could have said, you know, Hey, the business stuff like was on the back burner. This is, this is a silly example, but for like the Instagram, like, Hey, I haven't posted in, you know, 10 days. What's the point? Eh, I may as well just not even start it back up. Like, yeah, haven't really noticed anything, but you know, that's like, I think like, especially with the holidays and like diet and like, people like, Especially because you're like, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, a couple weeks, Christmas, New Year's, I'll start after all that. And it's like, no, you won't. Yeah. If you don't start now, and I posted that the other day, if you're the type of person that's not going to start now, um, and I more st- tweeted that for myself, just as accountability to myself, like, hey, you got to practice what you preach. Like, if you're the type of person that starts after New Year's and you want to do it, you want to do it now, be like, ah, I'll put it off and wait. You're, you're not going to, you're not going to go. You're going to, you're going to quit partway through. Yeah. Like, Cause like the date doesn't matter just cause it's the first of some random year. Right. Doesn't get like, it doesn't make your success rate go up at all. Yeah. Zero. No. And, and that's a, that's a good point because it, it only gets easier after that. Yeah. Right. The more you start pushing it off. Well, I've, like you said, well, I've already pushed it off. So fucking just like, yeah. yeah. You know, anything gains momentum Yep. and you're, you know, putting things off gains momentum just as much as like doing things gains momentum. Mm-hmm. And it's like a constant tug of war. I feel like between the two, it's like the more days you don't go to the gym, the easier it is to like you're, uh, well, what's one more day. Yeah. Or if you get on a streak, you're like, dude, I'm nine straight. I can't miss today. Cause yeah. this is going to, it's going to throw me off. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting in these, these cycles. But yeah, it it's it's a it's a constant battle. And I think I don't know how many how much percent of people do you think are like in that battle, like where they're constantly like starting and stopping things. I mean, especially I, with diet and exercise. Yeah, it's got to be eighty ninety percent of people. It, yeah, anyone anyone who isn't where they want to be. That's a hundred percent why. Yeah. Because man, like at the gym, I was thinking about the other day, you know, cause I'm a constant cause I'm a, you know, the, the constant there, you see people and it's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. You know, I fell off for a couple of weeks <laughs> and well, it's I've like, been, I've been here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, but then you're like, wow, like that's what everyone does almost. But then, you know, a couple people stand out. You're like, this person's, always here mm-hmm. you know and 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 you can kind and they're of just, usually the most fit person or, oh know, absolutely whatever. absolutely yeah. you you just know that like the one who's crushing it is the one who's not like oh yeah i fell off a couple weeks blah 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 yeah um and so also same with the diet you know and i don't know i never really uh, for whatever reason i've just always kind of worked out it's just always been a part of what I what I've done, so I've never really like had that like ah oh, I'm not even gonna go, uh, but mostly because I, and, and this is why I don't ever compare my situation to other people because for me it was all that I really like had at times you yeah, know yeah. like when I hated what I was doing yeah that was a way for me to like that was where I found the joy so it was like for sure I would never give it up yeah you know whereas like maybe someone else they don't like their job either. 
but they found more joy in like Netflix or something. For me, yeah. I was like, no, I'd rather just go to the gym. Yeah, it's a social outing. You get to see people and all mm-hmm. that. And like, well, that's where my push and pull has been over the last couple of weeks with like getting the house is like, I got a lot of physical labor that I need to do on the house. I got to do that. My job is fairly physically intensive. So then I've got this downtime. So I'm like, I'd rather spend the time doing these physical things than burning my energy doing this thing. So, so it's like an interesting thought to like the push and pull. Cause I'm like, and this is a question I was going to ask you. And, uh, it was something I was thinking about. Cause I'm like, you know, when you talk about the, 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 uh, the social aspect of it and, uh, you know, just meet new people. Sometimes I'm like, I wonder if I'll like lose the drive because, you know, a lot of I stay in shape. You know, I'm a single guy, right? Yeah. So I dad like, bod for a reason, man. Yeah. Well, I'm like I always want to be in shape. Be ready to roll. Yeah. Uh, and then you know I love teaching classes. I mean, I like people. Yeah. But it's also like, well, you know, you never know who's gonna show up. Yeah. And same with the gym. Yeah. I like going there because I'm like, you never know who I'm gonna meet. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, if I was in a position where you're in, yeah, would I just would it would that be the thing that like oh I don't need that stuff anymore or I don't want to jinx you I think you could still you'll still be able to like keep it going if you want it to go but you'll definitely lose some drive would I like for the it start. as much that's what I'm thinking you'll, and you'll probably lose some drive at the start because like some of my stuff is like for example like if Eliza comes home tomorrow then. I could either be at the gym or she's been on a trip or I could be at home hanging out with her. So I'm like, yeah. well now like I've got this interesting, you know, push pull and I'd probably just hang out at home Yeah, and be like, Oh, I'll figure out something to work out. I'll work out at home and then I don't work out at home. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'll say that to myself. Oh, I'm going to work out at home, but I'm not going to work out at home. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I think you do. And I mean, it's the, it's the house buying situation, man. It's like you hit, you hit a, a goal of yourself. Like it, you know, maybe your goal isn't to meet someone and, and, you know, form a relationship. Most people want to form some type of relationship yeah. and you hit that goal and you're like, well, apparently, I guess you'll probably find out like how much of this was I doing for myself and how much it. was that, how much of this was I doing for, That's for what like I'm wondering, the yeah. purpose of like meeting someone. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting thing to think about. You'll figure it out. But I think there's always that lull, man, like where your priorities shift. Right. And that's when you have to really audit yourself and say, hey, what's my priority? Maybe I won't be at the gym as much, yeah. but I'll still get in this many times. Right. Like you see that a lot with people that have kids. And it's really, you can put it, you know, I, I'm not a parent, but you could put it, you could chalk it up as like, oh, they're tired because they're taking care of a kid, blah, blah, blah. I think they just have a different priority. They'd rather spend, you know, if they're at work all day, they'd rather spend that two hours at night with their kid than go in a gym. Right. So then they don't go to the gym. Right. Even even like even if their energy was perfectly fine. You just want to be around kids. Exactly. You know? If if you like your I mean I hope everyone likes <laughs> your kids but you know like But that's the different the motivator has changed. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and uh, and I think there's a lot of single people who go to the gym a lot more and like I see people that hang out at the gym for like 4 hours. Mm-hmm. And I think like uh, I'm pretty sure they're single and they, they just hang out here all day cuz they like have friends here and like friends come and go in here and right. they can meet new people and whatever. But I also see gym couples who work out and they'll be there for like I'm like dude I came in like and it looked like, you, it looked like you've been working out for 45 minutes based yeah. on the level of sweat that you have. Yeah. I worked out for an hour 
and it looks like you're just getting into some stuff. Yeah. You're going to be here for another 45, going over two hours. Yeah. And it's just, you know, a couple together. Yeah. Like, so, you know, it, it depends on who you find too. Cause right, right. If you, if you were a really active uh, gym goer and then you start dating someone who's also a very active gym goer, it almost becomes an outing where you're like, Oh, let's go hit the gym. Let's grab an evergreen salad on the way home. So now like, we're that's spending like time. Exactly. It's like a time spending thing. And that's where Eliza and I are lucky that we have like, right. she likes to work out. I like to work out. And if we can make it match up, we go at the same time. We don't always do those same workouts. Sometimes we do, but it's like, it's not like I could see if you had one, if one spouse hated working out and hated being active and the other loved it, it would be an interesting, like you would have a lot of time that you'd be away from each other. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Cause I'm always like, I look at other people and I'm like, that's my whole thing is like, we have to, we have to find that way to switch and make things more attractive to you. Yeah. And so I'm always like, analyze myself. Like, why is it attractive to me? You know, and, and would it, and what would, what would happen or would something happen to change it? Um, even like Instagram, you know, sometimes I'm like, I kind of like the attention sometimes. Yeah. And would I care if yeah. that stuff didn't, wasn't like a big part of my life? If you couldn't see, and if you couldn't see any of your friends, if all of a sudden all your comments were gone, if all your likes were gone, your views were gone, and it was just you posting it out to, and like you could see things popping up but it was like gray faces like you didn't know who it was yeah no i think it's i mean people want attention and people you know want to be noticed and things like that and i was gonna say like i don't think any of it is like bad you know it's all just like human oh it's human nature yeah it's not it's not bad like i mean that's that's what we've always wanted is like why people run for office and president donald trump didn't just run for president to change the world he ran for attention yeah like but and i'm not not knocking him for that aspect of what what he ran for, but it's like that's what it's a natural thing. But that's an interesting thought that you brought up about like how to make something attractive to someone, and like it's funny because I think a lot of trainers and nutritionists, or know what you're fighting too. Yeah, I think a lot of trainers, PTs, nutritionists, people in the health space, I think in general, try to motivate people past hurdles instead of like trying to break down the hurdle. Yeah, because like maybe that's the that's the thing that solves it for a lot of people is like hey why are you eating so bad oh well me and my me and my wife really love to go out on Fridays and Saturday nights and then that leads to drinking at home which leads to like eating late and then we wake up and we're hung over so we yeah. eat a bunch of bad food and then that spills over into the week so really the behavior all started with something Want, like you wanting to be social. So how can we change that? Okay. Where do you live? You live in Seattle. Okay. Here's five restaurants that you guys could go out to and have that same date night, but, yeah. but have a healthy option that won't lead to all of this other stuff breaking down right. because the, you know, then you've kept it social. You haven't tried to change people, right? Like, right. Hey, I really like working out. You should out. do a gym date instead. Like, yeah. okay, like we don't like that. Yeah, yeah. and you could, you know, it's like it's a psychological thing that you've got to do is start breaking down that. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, why don't you go to the gym? Well, you know, like I'd rather be like. Eventually, you could get to like I'd rather be at home than be at the gym. Well, why would you rather be at home? Well, because my wife is there. Well, would your wife be willing to go to the gym with you? Right. Would they would be willing to go to the gym with you a couple times a week? 
Like, oh yeah, they would. Okay, well that would make it a little bit better because now you're actually together. Exactly. Or what what workout class could you guys go go both do a workout class together right. instead of like individually lifting? Is right. that what her barrier? Is? So now we got to find out what her barrier is to go into the gym yeah. to be able to get you into the gym because yeah. if she's not in the gym, then you're not going to be at the gym. Yeah. So that's an interesting like I think that that's needs to be thought through. And I mean anyone who listens to this can think through it for themselves. Like what is the true barrier? to you going to the gym and I think mine is time and yeah. it's time spent with you know with certain people like my wife right. I'm like well if I have four extra hours during the week it's probably going to go to her and not the gym Right. so it's all sacrifice you want to make too right like if right. I want to be the fittest man in the world I'd have to flip that around yeah and change so, hey, change the you gotta change the this. narrative yeah. yeah otherwise you really have to you really have to fight past barriers so I guess we'll keep on going with the case study of me having trouble getting to the gym consistently certain periods of time is I could work out say on a day like t today where I have patients in the morning, patients in the evening, but my big barrier is like I have to bring a change of clothes and I've got to shower at the gym and I've got to like, you know, find the gym that I want to go to. You know, it's like, it's all these different barriers where it's like, it's easier for me to just to like go to a coffee shop and work yeah. than like go figure out a gym space. I'd also say there's no like, bigger like we were talking about earlier there's no bigger goal that's like drives me to the gym yeah yeah because if it was like you know like triathlon wise the triathlon is coming but it's pretty far away so i can yeah. still put that off or i'm like all right if we're doing it in july or august it's still got seven or eight months out maybe nine yeah where it's like yeah, i don't uh, need to train yet yeah. right yeah no because i think i mean that's another barrier for people is like I don't really kind of like we said earlier. I don't really have that big reason to. Um, whereas if your goal was to be the fittest guy in the world, right. like you'd have every you'd have a dresser in your back seat. You know, you'd have every change of clothes. You'd have every, everything ready to go. Which makes me think about like guys like The Rock to bring it back to him. It's like maybe why he's so one of the reasons besides these. You know, he has incredible motivation. You know, obviously he can motivate himself. But his career and his job has been built on his physique and his size. Yeah. So it's like his career is depending on it. Right. If someone told me that like, hey, dude, you got to be at 10% body fat or you're not no going to make any money. Yeah. I could be like, well, okay, well, now I got to cut that out. But like right now I'm like, well, you know, people, every day I see people and they're like, dude, you're really fit. I'm like, <laughs> it's hard to get motivation yeah. after that. Like, I'm what like, else do I need to do? <laughs> Would they notice the extra ten percent I put in? Yeah, effort. Yeah, that's exactly. True. So that's true. So it's it's a it's an interesting thing. Like you really really need to set up the goals and the motivations, and then some type of like a triathlon, like for physical, you need to set up these things, or you need an accountability coach. Yeah, have to. Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I need an accountability coach for business. Cause like we need someone that like is keeping both of us in check cause we're keeping each other in check. But like sometimes we're too nice to each other. We need like an yeah. outside source of like, Hey dude, why didn't you do this? Yeah. And like, cause if you don't have that accountability or if you can't build it within yourself, you have to get it externally. Yeah. You have to do it. And I think, I mean, I don't know many people who have it just internal, you know, like you, you have to have it to some degree and some people have a higher level, but there comes a point where, if you're holding yourself accountable to this higher level, you probably want that next level. 
Yeah, and I would argue that most people that seem like they have internal motivation have actually created external motivation. Like you see a lot of people who are getting really fit and healthy, and then you're like, well, what are you doing this for? Like, well, I'm doing a fit competition. It's like, well, you don't want to get up on a stage and look like shit. So that's a very strong way to motivate yourself to go to the gym and eat healthy. That's yeah. not an internal motivation. That's an external motivator. Right. Something that's like, hey, dude, like like you with your triathlon. Like, I don't want to drown. That's a strong external motivator for you to go swim and practice swimming. Absolutely. Like So the stronger the motivator. Whereas I have not been in a pool since. Exactly. I haven't taken a swim stroke <laughs> since I got out of that place. Exactly. Because I'm like, I don't want to. So now you got no motivator. No. But that's an example of something that like, strongly motivated you something that you don't actually really like to do right so like if you could set that up for something that you kind of like to do like i like working out so if i could set up a moderate to low motivator it'd probably keep me in the gym but if you're trying to get yourself to do something you really hate you've got to set up a really really strong motivator and remove all barriers to that to that activity but it's a it's a funny example because like that's what the gym is like from other people, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have that motivator, they hate it still. Then they get that goal and they don't go at all after yep. if they still hate it. Yeah. Right? And that's why the benefit of like, like finding something you really like, like exactly. if you like hiking, then don't like, you don't need to be in the gym. Just no. go hike. Now, if you want to be a big, if you want to be Big and muscular, then you're probably gonna have to do some type of resistance training, which may require you to be in the gym. Yeah. So you gotta also make sure your goals line up with the activities that you like. Yeah. Otherwise, that person's gonna go, hey, okay, well, let's do something fun you like two times a week hiking, three times a week hiking. I'm gonna go in the gym these different days of the week, but I'm also gonna put myself in a lifting competition so that I have to do this right. lifting portion because I don't like to do it. So I have to set up a really strong motivator right. to get me in the gym. Well, and that. That reminds me too is like finding those motivators and like finding a way to hack what you don't like. You know, like maybe if the like for instance the pool that I went to is just like all these old people around, <laughs> like you're like fighting for lanes with them. So it's just like not enjoyable. <laughs> if it was like at the beach, you know, in LA, like hot chicks everywhere, like I'd probably swim a lot more. You know, yeah. so it's like what does this person want? Yeah. How do you hack that thing that they don't really like? Yeah. You know, and, and kind of like, like we said, uh, with the, the married couple, you know, maybe you, maybe that person's always hated the gym, but now if you guys do it together, it's a whole new place. It's a moot point for them. Yeah. It's a whole new place. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always interested in that. Like, what does this person really want? How do we mix the two? You know, like with the healthy food, maybe it's, Date night is you guys cooking together, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. And then how do we knock down the barriers to you being able to cook? Like who's got to go shopping during the week? Who's got to look up the recipe to do this? Do you need to take a cooking class together? Is that the first activity to learn how to cook? And then your date night is cooking and then you have a healthy thing. And now it transform your whole life. And then maybe you, well, maybe you take the cooking class and you go, Oh, I hate it. Hate cooking. Well then, then, yeah. yeah, Then you're like, okay, well now we need to uh, like change the activity. Yeah. So now, okay, you need to do a meal prep or you just need to go out to a restaurant that's healthy because you hate cooking. It's not, you're never going to keep that, that motivate. There's no motivator besides f- like being fit. That's keeping you cooking for yourself at home. So that's not a very strong motivator to do something you hate if you hate cooking. Right. But if you love cooking, you don't need any motivator to do it mm-hmm. and you can keep that going. Yep. So 
that's why I think you got to try things too. Yeah. Right. Like you, you know, can't knock it to try it. Like maybe I love soul cycle and I've never been, Yeah. but maybe I need to go and see, Hey, do I like this or not? Oh, confirmed. I don't like this. Okay. I'm going to go do something else. Or maybe I'm like, Oh dude, this is what it is for me. Right. This is how I'm going to get my workouts now. Yeah. Cause I, it's going to get me there. And that's going to change over time. Yeah. But you've got to figure it out. You got to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you absolutely need to do, and then how you can motivate yourself at different levels to succeed at those different things. And that's why it's good to know yourself and know what those motivators are for you. Because then, like you said, there's always going to be things like you can't, like, you can't just not. There's certain things that you just kind of have to do, right? Yeah. Like you have to be active yeah. in a way. You have to, you know, eat at least at a maintenance calories level. You don't want to be gaining weight. Yeah. You know, so it's like, don't just say like, I'm not a workout person. I, I don't eat healthy. Like, yeah. know your motivators to get you to do certain things so that you can continuously do them. Well, like some people don't want to be fit at all. Right. And they don't want to, they don't care if they gain weight or whatever. They don't want to be strong. But then, um, what happens is they, uh, they go to a doctor and the doctor goes, Oh, you have prediabetes. Yeah. Now they have a really strong motivator to go work out and they're not working out to be fit. They're working out to not have diabetes, not that, yeah. which is like, so you got to figure out, you know, what level maybe you could have started working out a little bit earlier to prevent that from coming on. But now you've got to find something to motivate you to do it besides the diabetes that you don't have yet. You know, right. whether that's, you know, figuring that out for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, you could just say we all have pre-diabetes, I guess. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Go to your doctor. Hey, lie, lie to my husband and tell him he has pre-diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> just to get him in here. Uh, so, yeah, I think it all kind of ties back to those goals. And I think everyone would have a more um and I like this term I heard the other day is like most people are living on accident. You know, like, oh I wonder what's gonna happen this week. <laughs> Whereas like when you have that why and that purpose, you're living your life on purpose. Uh, all the things that I do today are to get here. It's yeah. not like, oh shit, Zach was in there, he popped over. <laughs> Dude, you wanna just talk about it? Like <laughs> like, oh we're doing yeah. these things strategically yeah. to get somewhere. Yeah. Um and I think people will be a lot happier with that outcome at the end of 2020. You know, like I look at the end of this year, I'm like, shit, man, look at all the shit we've done. Yeah. You know, not because we just went about our way, like and randomly walked through life. Yeah. This shit like, was all planned. Most out. of the stuff would not have happened. We should do some summary of like 2019. We should do like a video or like a graphic. We should. Cause I think we accomplished a lot more than definitely we would have, if we wouldn't have planned everything like we did and pushed each other mm -hmm. continuously. Like you gotta have someone, if you want to reach those goals, you gotta have someone that's pushing you. Right. That's keeping you accountable. And also I think the cool thing that we'll see is how like when you do things on purpose, other things kind of typically fall in line. Yep. You know, that's what I've noticed is like, I look back, I'm like, damn, all this shit kind of like worked out for us. Yep. But it's because we were on that path where it's like what Rob Deerdeck always says, man, make your own luck. Exactly. Make your own luck. Like there were so many clients where it was like, oh shit, I guess. You know, it's like, I guess this is what we're doing. You know, like yeah. they just came to us. We wanted to do that. And yeah, here yeah. we go. Yeah. You know, or like the gym thing. It was like, yep. 
shit, we got this cool spot. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But wouldn't happen if we didn't have a clue or a plan where we want to go, a strategy. Yeah. So that would be, that would be my advice. Yeah. Get that together now. Yep. Start working on it. 2020s coming quick. The roaring twenties, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty twenty vision. Yeah. All right. Later, guys. That's good. That's good for me. Yeah, I'm out.